Hey guys, Kyle back with Kyle Burrell's Unedited Podcast, episode number 96. Um, today we'll dive into NBA playoffs. Uh, this podcast should be out before the Boston-Miami Game 7, so we'll get into my predictions, my NBA Finals predictions, whether whoever they're playing. Um, and then we're going to get into some combat sports, a few boxing headlines, a couple of MMA things. Then we're going to get into UFC 289, which is this coming Saturday. Uh, preview it, predictions, odds, all that good stuff. We'll react to the final Premier League table um, after the season is over. Only thing left now for the Premier League is the FA Cup final, which is this, this coming weekend. I'll give a prediction on that as well after we do the table. I'm going to do my way too early uh, top 11 fantasy football position rankings. So tight end, receiver, um, running back, quarterback, my top 11 in each. And then we'll finish it off with another mock draft, fourth mock draft coming here, um, 2.0. Uh, draft is in about, let's see, it's a good question of when the exact date of the NBA draft is. 2023 NBA draft date. starts. It's Thursday, June 22nd, so let's look at the calendar, see how many days we, so we're in May, Memorial Day today, so one, well, this one will be four. Then we will have one on June 5th, one on June 12th, one on June 19th. Um, and then obviously I'll be doing my live picks on on the draft night. So we'll have, we have four more, we have today, and so we have three more full mock drafts. I'll put out another mock draft the morning of on Twitter. So we're going to have four more mock, one, two, three, one, two, three, four. So we're going about five more mock drafts. My final mock draft will be the morning of the draft, June 22nd. Um, so this will today will be four. Then we're going to have three more on the podcast and one more on uh, on Twitter. It'll be posted on Twitter. Um, but we'll do that last. Talk about the playoffs. Again, Boston has tied the series 3-3 tonight. They are on the brink of history. The first team in NBA history to come back from a 3-0 deficit. Um, they have the four, they're the fourth team to have the opportunity to do it. The first team ever to have the opportunity to do it at home, though. All the other three were on the road in Game 7 and lost. Uh, you know, I, like I said, I think I, going in, I, I, I picked Miami just because I thought Boston was... Yeah, I just don't. I just think Boston's a little softish, uh, honestly. But they're more talented for sure. Um, I'm shocked we're here after 3-0. I thought it would have been over um, by now. Uh, you know, get, let me get a drink real fast. Game six was tough for Miami, right? You know, you're three seconds away from the NBA Finals. Marcus Smart takes a questionable shot, in my opinion. Almost went in. Miami doesn't box out. Boston gets the rebound. Uh, or, uh, yeah, um, Derek White gets the tip-in rebound. with point. We got it off like point two. Game over. Uh, we're going to a game seven. I just worry for Miami tonight. Can you recover from what just happened? A, a late comeback by Miami. To take a one-point lead with three seconds left, and then you lose. Can you come back from that? I worry that they can't. I think Boston's going to win tonight. I think they're going to win by a decent margin, to be honest. I think Boston wins this game by 15 to 20 points. I think that Miami, they, they have their best shot. They need Jimmy Butler to figure it out, find it find a way to have a, have a game. I think he's just worn down, though, man. I truly do. I think he's tired. Um, and I just, I, I, you know, I think that Boston's going to win this one going away tonight. Um, 
what went wrong for Miami? Really, just the role players over the past, you know, two or three games didn't show up as much, I'd say. Um, Kyle Lowry's been terrible. Butler and Bam have also been bad. Um, and I think Butler's a little worn down, to be honest. You know, I think he is. And that's why I think tonight Boston's going to take this one going away and we're going to get a Boston-Denver um, NBA Finals. I really don't think it matters. I think Denver is the superior team to both by a decent margin. Um, so for an NBA Finals prediction, if it's Miami, honestly, I would. I, I think I picked Denver to sweep them. I think they're just better. I think they're just way better than Miami. Um, I would go 4-0, 4-1 at most. And if it was Denver versus Boston, I would go 4-1 Denver, 4-2 at most. I don't think this series goes 7 either way if it's Miami or Boston. I just think Denver's the better team. Um, I think they're, you know, I just think they're better, man. I do. I just think everywhere they're better. Uh, I think they they got guys that can guard, guys that can uh, shoot the three. They got Jokic and Murray is a great duo. I trust Jokic and Murray more than I trust Tatum and Brown, in my opinion. Um, so yeah, I, I do think Boston wins tonight going away. And I think we get Boston Denver and I would go Denver in five at most six. And I think if Miami does pull it out tonight, which would be shocking to me, I think Denver sweeps them or Miami may get one game, one game at home in game three or four. So yeah, we're going to be NBA season. Uh, that's going to start June 1st, the NBA finals. So when is that? That's soon. Is that Thursday. Thursday, the NBA Finals will start. So a two-day break for Miami or Boston. And then uh, either we'll have, if it's Miami, we'll have game one in Denver on Thursday or we'll have game one in Boston on Thursday. Um, but, yeah, like I said, I think Denver is going to win the NBA title. I think they're just the best team in basketball, um, and I think they'll get it done handily. I think they'll get it done going away, just like I think Boston gets it done going away tonight. So some combat sports, a few boxing headlines before we get into UFC 289. Again, you know, podcast over the summer, they're not going to be as long, as in-depth and stuff, just because there's not as much going on in the sports world. You know, you still have your May, but soccer's going down. I don't talk baseball and hockey. Football's not around at all. None of the college sports. NBA's almost done. So, you know, the podcast, they, you know, they're normally 25, 35 minutes uh, during this time of the year, which, you know, this, you know I still try to you know, do my best to talk about what I can. Obviously, you can dive into fantasy football early, which I love doing because I'm a big fantasy football guy. I play in a ton of leagues, so I do dive into fantasy football a lot. Um, obviously, NBA offseason. I decided that I'm not going to start it this week. Um, I'm going to start it next week, though, I think. I think I'm going to pick – I'm going to pick uh, – I would like to go through a lot of the teams. I think I'm going to have to do – it's not going to be completely in-depth. It's going to be what I think, you know, key moves they should make in the offseason – I think I'm going to go five teams at a time, though. Um, so you go, you know, I'll go, maybe I'll go uh, teams that finished 11 through 15 in the East, first episode. Um, and who knows, I maybe even do some KB shorts on this as well to get more out. We'll see what happens. But I think I'm going to do five teams at once. We'll start out with the five teams, 11 through 15 in the East. Then we'll go 11 through, then we'll go six through 10 in the East and one through five in the East. Probably alternate it though. The first two will probably be 11 through. First one will be 11 through 15 in the East. The second one will be 11 through 15 in the West. Then it'll be 6 through 10 in the East. And then 6 through 10 in the West. And then five, 1 through 5 in the East, 1 through 5 in the West. Um, but yeah, I want to do that. I'm going to get that started next week. I may even do a KB Shorts on it later this week to start it off, honestly. 
But was thinking about maybe doing KB shorts for the bigger teams. You know, maybe these the other teams have a lot of draft picks. Those are nice to dive into. But we're going to get started on that next week for sure. Because um, free agency starts after the draft. So I want to get a lot of these done. So let's see how many how many podcasts do I have? Okay, so I got today. One, two, three, before. So yeah. Uh, but I could also do the better teams. Free agency didn't start until July 1. I bought four podcasts. I'll probably do one KB shorts on it. Maybe even do KB shorts on the top teams, the 10 top teams. I might even do that. That might be fun. We'll do something like that. Um, but here we go. Tank and one Shakur or Haney next. I love to hear this. You know, when the. I think Tank and. Uh, Tank and uh, Garcia changed boxing a little bit here. You know now you're gonna get de- now you're gonna get Crawford and uh, Earl Spence in late July. Can't wait to discuss that when it comes around. That's gonna be awesome. But now he wants Shakur Haney. I don't know what's more likely. Um, it depends what Haney's gonna do. Really, is Haney and Loma gonna have a rematch because it was so close and you know not controversial? But a lot of people thought Loma won. I think more people thought Loma won than Haney, than they did Haney. So Tank and Shakur could be next. That's an outstanding fight, man. And now you're going to get Roley, who has the titles, controversially got the titles, against Garcia. Fights are happening. Fights are fucking happening. Um, but I want to see either one. Tank versus Shakur or Haney. I want to see either one. I don't care who it is. Give me one or the other. I don't care. But just give me one of those next, please. Will the heavyweight tournament actually happen in December? I don't know. That's so tough to do. You're 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 asking... The four best heavyweights on earth to lock up in a tournament. Now, there is going to be a lot of money involved, and that can change a lot of things. That can definitely change a lot of things here. Uh, I hope it happens. Because I think what the plan would be is to do the match, some of the matchups we haven't gotten yet. So you would start off with uh, Wilder and Joshua would be a semifinal fight. You haven't got that one yet, and that's just, a, that's just one everyone wants to see. And then the other semifinal, you get the undisputed heavyweight titles between Usyk and Fury, hasn't happened. And then, you, you know, how I would do I think Fury beats Usyk, in my opinion. I know people can say what they want. I think Fury's just too big for him and too good. Joshua and Wilder's the toss-up. I don't know because if, man, Joshua's chin, Wilder hits you, fuck, man, could be over. You could possibly get, I think what I think what likely happens, actually, is you're going to get Fury-Wilder 4 for the undisputed heavyweight titles. Now, I know what they're doing. What they now I know they're not like saying they're doing this because like in a way they want Usyk and Fury to fight so the titles are undisputed, but I think what they're doing is they want it to end up being the finals of Joshua versus Fury. That's what they want Joshua to get a huge win over Wilder, and then Fury to uh, undispute the titles against Usyk, and then you get Fury versus Joshua, which is what they want. I think that's what they want in the end. I think the biggest question mark is can Joshua not get knocked out by Wilder? That's the biggest question I think. Uh, Canelo versus Bivol or Benavidez. You know, I'm 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 good on the Bivol fight. I think Bivol is just too big and better. Benavidez, I also think, I I don't think I don't know if I'd necessarily pick him against Canelo, but that's the fight that needs to be made. Undisputed at 168, Canelo versus Benavidez. That must be made next, in my opinion. Has to be made next. I don't want to see Canelo at 175. It's too big, in my opinion. I want to see him at 168 in his natural in his right division against Benavidez. That's what I want to see. So some MMA stuff again. Just a few things here. Reacting to the Conor McGregor documentary. Uh, awesome. I loved it. Um, you know, this is a different one than the first one. You know, the first one was about the 
all the highs, the you know the the come up, you know the the wins over Holloway and Poirier early, the big uh, big finish of uh, Dennis Seaver in Boston, then to Jose Aldo pulling out and him having to fight Chad Mendez for the interim title. He tears his ACL, beats Mendez on a torn ACL for the interim featherweight title, then KOs Jose Aldo. Then you go through the Nate Diaz little run there of, you know, about six months where they went back and forth and had a 1-1 split. And then the domination, the greatest championship performance of all time against Eddie Alvarez. And then it shows the Floyd thing where he makes gazillion dollars. And this one, it starts off with Khabib, and it's dark. You know, training camp was so dark. Uh, spoilers, you know, you haven't watched it. The spoilers get out right now. Uh, training camp was dark. Um, it wasn't about training. It was about fighting. He fought his sparring partners. It wasn't a spar. It was a fight. And he told everyone that came in, this is a fight. And I think it was just a dark time for him. I think he he disliked him so much that he, it wasn't, there wasn't a game plan. It was more of, I want to just go in and beat this guy up, you know? I think, and that hurt him. He got injured. Um, I think that hurt him. And then obviously he takes a step away after, comes back as the wild, the great Donald Cerrone performance. Um, then COVID hits and they don't give him a fight. Then he kind of forced the UFC hand. Um, again, I wish he would have stayed at 170. I think he was done. I think after the Khabib fight, the 155 was done. Uh, then he goes back down to fight Poirier, gets finished. Uh, leg kicks were brutal. He had a really good first round, but the leg kicks ate him up. And the second fight started off really well and then, you know, broke his leg at the end. After Poirier had some good ground and pound and then broke his leg. And now we're back. And here we are uh, on the cusp, you know, November, December of him fighting Michael Chandler, you know, and Conor McGregor's version, in my opinion, of The Last Dance. Uh, this is it, you know. Uh, but it's a great documentary. It, You know, people always talk about his ego and stuff. Well, you know, how egotistical is he? A guy did a documentary basically showing his downfall in a way. You know, he lost three out of the four fights that are on the documentary. Um, albeit one was a broken leg, but he lost, He showed the, he showed the, the downs in that. Of, of fighting uh, I thought that was very big and admirable of him to do uh, I think it's cool to see that side of him you know going through that I think it's really cool um, so you know I, I like I said I think Michael Chandler is a perfect fight to come back to um, if he's in the right headspace uh, and he's ready to fight then I think it's going to be great I hope he's ready to fight you know if he's not ready and he's taking this lightly Michael Chandler is going to put a finish to him for sure um, but if he's in there and he's ready to go, I just don't see, I, I think he puts Chandler out for sure. Uh, so let's react to the BMF title being back up for grabs. This is a joke, but what are you going to do? So UFC 291, July 29th in Salt Lake City. I don't like that they go to Salt Lake, especially with the, especially with the altitude, but this card is just, you know, it's not, you know, this is a, this is a diehard fan dream all of them have all of them have potential to be fight of the night you start off with chiesa and holland i mean good lord that's going to be outstanding then you get Derek lewis versus marcos rogerio de lima somebody's going to sleep then you get stephen thompson michelle Pereira. that's going to be crazy paulo casa costa versus uh ikram alaskarov gonna be bonkers tony ferguson bobby green great matchmaking two guys that are you know in my opinion more on the way out but i think even even level where they are now, going to be crazy. Jan Blahovich versus Alex Pereira. And then the BMF title. 
Dustin Poirier, Justin Gaethje. Now, the BMF title pissed me off. It was a one-time thing. You should have left it as a one-time thing. I understand what they're doing. They don't have a title fight for this for this pay-per-view, so they had to put something up. They're going to bring the BMF title back, whatever. Let's let's put the BMF title to the side because I think it's a fucking ridiculous title. Dustin Poirier, Justin Gaethje 2 is going to be absolutely unbelievable. Uh, it was a great first. If you haven't watched it, go fucking find it. It was a fight night. It was an awesome fight. This is going to be unbelievable as well. Can they sell? I don't know if they can sell a pay-per-view very well, but it's going to be a great fight. This fight card is going to be full of wars. This is a fight card to watch. This is one that you buy. This is one that you, Saturday night, July 29th, going against Bud Crawford. And that's what's interesting. They're going against Bud and uh, Bud Crawford and Spence. I think Bud Crawford and Spence will probably outsell them. But are people like, at this point, are people like uh, a little sour towards that fight because they've waited so long? I don't know. BMF title aside, that's a great fight. Now, the B- Toys RS belt, the BMF title, ridiculous at its back, but I understand what they're doing here. They kind of have to because they don't have a title fight for this card. Um, okay, so speaking of title fights, we do have one this weekend in the women's division. UFC 289 preview. Getting to the preview. Uh, my, my early predictions for early week predictions. Not the greatest fight card. I don't know if I'll be tuned into this one, honestly. Uh, I just don't think it's a great card at all. It's a te- No, actually, it's a terrible pay-per-view. Terrible. Um, I think the prelims are better than almost every fight besides Oliver Dariush on the main card. I'm not I'm not really interested in Aldana versus Nunes. Now, the prelims, though, you get uh, Hakeem Dawadu versus Lucas Almeida, uh, Nasruddin Imavov versus Chris Curtis, Khalil Roundtree versus Chris Dawkins, and Matt Schnell versus David Dvorak. That's a great... That's a great prelim. Um, Miranda Maverick, Kyle Nelson on the uh, on the early prelims, and then you know the main card. It's uh, fucking whatever. Mark Andre Barriot versus Eric Anders, Dan Ige and Nate Landewear is a great fight. But to be honest, Mike Mallet versus Adam Fugit. Don't know who that is. Uh, and then the best fight though, Charles Oliveira, Benil Dariush. Winner will go fight Islam in uh, Abu Dhabi at UFC two ninety four in October. Um, the main event, Nunez Aldana. Again, you know, I think we're gonna probably we're not gonna we're gonna pick probably eight fights. I think seven, maybe. Eh, we'll probably do eight. We probably won't pick Mallet versus Fujit. Uh, we'll pick the four main card and the four prelims. I would uh, lean. I haven't really looked into Almeida Dawadu. Um, let's go. Hold on. Let me get to. Can I? I don't know. I don't. Do I know? I need to see. I need to see this Almeida cat. It, it, the name's familiar. I know the name, but I need to see when is he fought last, and then I can make an, a better adjust, better decision on what I think is going to happen there. Okay, where is this fight at? I don't see the fight. Oh, so it's not happening. I thought it was happening. Okay, so I guess Dawadu pulled out. So that's not happening. So we are not picking that one. Okay. All right, so one we are picking. Um, well, son of a gun. Why did... Okay. So Nasruddin Imavov versus Chris Curtis. Great fight. Uh, Curtis coming off... Uh, or Imavov coming off a decision loss to Sean Strickland at light heavyweight. 
Um, Chris Curtis coming off a loss, right? Or is he coming off a win? Oh, he's coming off that Gaslam loss. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I love this fight. I think that Curtis is very, very skilled boxing-wise. Um, Imavov can be all-around, more of a striker, though, lately in his fights. I'm going to go... I'm going to lean Chris Curtis via decision. Really good three-round fight. Khalil Roundtree, Chris Dawkins. Didn't Chris Dawkins fight recently? Yeah, oh, no, he fought Rosenstruck last year. So he's down to light heavyweight now after three straight heavyweight losses. Uh... This is a fight I really love, I think, for Khalil Roundtree, who's coming off three wins in a row. Justin Jacoby, Carl Robertson, Modestas, uh, Buscas. Uh, I'm going to go, I would lean, as of right now, Roundtree, uh, first or second round knockout. Matt Schnell, uh, coming off a loss to Mathis Nikolau via knockout. Um, Matt Schnell's a tough guy, but David Devrak, I really like this guy. Um, he's coming off a couple losses, though, to Nikolau and Cape. Hmm. This is an interesting one. This is a really good fight. This has potential to be fight of the night. They're going to go crazy. I'm going to go... I'm going to go Dvorak via second round submission. That will be my pick for that one. Barrialt versus Anders. Um, you know, both guys are okay. Barrialt's coming off a win, knockout win over Julian Marquez. Uh, Eric Anders, former Alabama... University of Alabama football player. He's coming off a big win over uh, Kyle Dawkins. It's a great fight. You know, Andrews doesn't get beat, doesn't get finished um, a lot. Barry Alt does not get finished a lot either. I'm going to go with, you know, I'm going to go the kind of a homer. I'm going to, I like Eric Andrews. I'm going to go Eric Andrews via, via decision. Via, via decision is what I'll go with there. Nate Landaweer versus Dan Ige. Landaweer, three straight wins. Um, lost to Rosa Bursby. He's beaten uh, Ludwig Klein, David Onana, and he beat Austin Lingo. One performance of the night on that one. He's taking on Dan Ige, who lost three in a row but did just KO Damon Jackson. I'm going to go with he's never been finished, uh, has Dan Ige. I'm going to go with Dan Ige via, first, via second round stoppage, knockout. Olver Dariush. Oh, boy. I don't even know. I don't even know. Dariush has won one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight straight fights. Oliveira lost his last fight, obviously, to Islam Mahachev. Before that, he had won one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. 9, 10, 11 fights in a row. This is insane. I'm going to go Dariush. I don't know. This can this could change. I'm going to go Dariush. <laughs> I'm going to go Dariush. Via, is this a three-rounder? Are they going... I, I don't know what they're doing here. I, I don't know if they're going five or what. Three rounds give me Darius via decision. Five rounds give me... I'm going to have to go look and see if that's five. Five rounds give me Darius via late finish. Irene Aldana, 35 years old, finally getting a shot at the belt. She's won two in a row. She knocked out Kuninskaya and Macy Chieson. I just don't know. 
Nunez obviously coming off that win over Pena. I'm going to go Nunez. I mean, I'm obviously going to go Nunez. Give me Nunez via third round stoppage. Fight odds on that. Uh, let's go to, so we start off with this Chris Curtis. Minus 102 to minus 125 for Nasruddin. Pretty close. Roundtree. Minus 265 to Doxus plus 200. Schnell plus 150 to Devrax minus 194. Anders plus 114 to Burials minus 146. Dan Ige minus 245. Landwehr plus 186. Um, Oliveira plus 102. Darius minus 130. Nunez minus 400. Aldana plus 285. I need to know if that's a, if it's a, is it a five rounder? Is Oliveira versus Darius five rounds? Didn't say. Didn't say, so I don't know. <laughs> We're gonna have to just let that one go. Uh, but I'll have my official predictions out on uh, out on Twitter. All right. So real quick, Premier League reactions. Man City takes the league. Um, Arsenal goes second, Man U third, Newcastle fourth. Those are your Champions Leagues, uh, the positions. Liverpool and Brighton get Europa League. Aston Villa gets Europa Conference League over Tottenham, who finish eight. Brentford finish nine, Fulham ten, Palace eleven, Chelsea finished in twelfth with forty four points. Wow. Wolves finish 13th, West Ham 14th, Bournemouth, Nottingham, Everton 15, 16, 17. They stay up. Going down is Leicester, Leeds, and Southampton. They all go down in the Premier League. Yeah, it sucks for Liverpool getting Europa League, but, you know, we'll see. I, I hope they, you know, again, need three or four players in this, this summer. Um, especially in the midfield area. I think we need... I'm honestly it could be five. I think we need two or three midfielders. I think we need a wing back or a fullback, sorry, and then a center back. I do. I do think we need. I think up top we're good. You know, we're gonna have Nunez, Jota, Gakpo, uh, Gakpo um, Diaz, Salah, even you know uh, what's it, Har- Harvey Elliott. We're gonna need some midfield help though for sure. Um, so let's get into my way too early top ten, top eleven fantasy football position rankings at tight end coming in at one Travis Kelsey no brainer Two TJ Hawkinson I think he's gonna have a huge year he's now gonna be their second receiving option in my opinion um so yeah I love that Mark Andrews third uh George Kittle four Dallas Goddard five I have Jerome Waller at six can he stay healthy if he's healthy he's gonna be probably their number one receiving option Pitts at seven Evan Ingram at eight I went David Njoku at nine Pat Fryermuth at 10 and Dalton Schultz at 11 Wide receivers, Jay Jett is at one. Cooper Cup needs Stafford to stay healthy. At two, Jamar Chase at three. CeeDee Lamb I have at four. I think it's going to be one of those years for him. I think it's going to be that real breakout year. He has, has had an unbelievable start to his career, but I think it's going to be a real good year for him. 
Tyreek Hill at five, Stephon Diggs at six, Devontae Adams at seven for me. Just don't know with Jimmy G. Is the fantasy numbers going to be there? Garrett Wilson, I have at eight. I think him and Rodgers are going to do some really good things together. A.J. Brown at nine, T. Higgins at ten. Eight and 10, 10, 11 was tough because there was about five, six of the guys that you could put here, but I went T. Higgins 10, Amon Ross St. Brown 11. <laughs> Running backs, I went CMC 1, Eckler 2, Jonathan Taylor 3, Saquon 4, Bijan Robinson 5, Derrick Henry 6, Nick Chubb 7, Travis Etienne 8, Tony Pollard 9. Pollard would probably be closer to my top five if, if the injury didn't happen. Uh, Josh Jacobs 10, and I went Jameer Gibbs 11. I think his receiving... The receiving part of his game is going to be huge for fantasy, just like I think Bijan in the receiving game is going to be huge. Quarterbacks. I got Mahomes 1, Josh Allen 2, Jalen Hurts 3, Joe Burrow 4, Justin Fields 5, Lamar Jackson 6, Justin Herbert 7, Trevor Lawrence 8, Dak Prescott 9, Kirk Cousins 10, and Deshaun Watson in at 11. So here we go for the final segment of Mock Draft. Again, live here on the pod. You know, I don't know if how much things will change, but... So we're going first round, standard, use, use default VAC, that's fine. And we'll go fan spell, start the draft. I think it has the right order. So again, a lot of things earlier going to say, uh, I'm going to go a little bit on this one though of what I've heard, that Brandon Miller could fall, so he might fall on this one for me. I'm going Wimbaniyama 1, I'm going Scoot Henderson 2, they're going to pair him next to LaMelo. Portland at 3. Oh, can I trade picks? Oh. I can trade. Where could Dame land? (laughs) Is it only picks or can I trade players? Oh, I can add notes. Who could they trade right here to land somebody really good for Dame? Like, let's say they go all in. Toronto. What pick does Toronto have? They have 13. Okay, so let's trade. They trade. But Toronto. So it's going to be 313 swap. Toronto's going to also give them. Toronto also sends Siakam. But this isn't going to work because you're going to have to trade players too. Siakam. OG God would they send Fred Van Fleet to come off the bench FVV is that too much salary though alright cancel I'm not going to do any trades on this one I'm going to be more prepared next time we're going to have some trades if they stick here though they would again I don't think he falls much farther I think I'd still drive Brandon Miller here at 3 Houston at four. Easy again. Amen Thompson to Houston. Point guard. This is where I'm going to make some moves, adjustments here. Uh, Detroit picking at five. I'm going to go Taylor Hendricks out of UCF, a guy I like a lot, up to five. Um, I'm going to go... Ooh. Again, I kind of want to change some things around. I'm going to go Nick Smith Jr. to uh, to Orlando at 6. I think there's a chance that they pick, take a point guard. Um, Indiana. He doesn't fall anymore. Ashura Thompson to, at 7. 
Wizards at eight. I'm going to go... So I'm going to have some guys sliding here. I like this. Kaysen Wallace, the point guard, at eight. Utah, again, they would be best available. And Cam Whitmore's here. They're going to go Cam Whitmore. Utah at nine. At ten, Dallas. I'm going to go with... Oof. I'm still going to stick with what I had because I like the fit so much. I'm going to go with Grady Dick. Jarese Walker and Anthony Black falling in this mock. No more, though. Orlando, they take Jarese Walker at 11. 12, the Thunder. I'm going Anthony Black. This is where his slide stops here to the OKC. Toronto in at 13. Again, I think a point guard or a shooting guard. I'm going to go Jalen Hood Shafinu out of Indiana here at 13 to Toronto. New Orleans. Jordan Hawkins out of UConn at four to 14. Atlanta. This time, I think Atlanta would just want a guy that can uh, fit with them. They might trade. I'm going to go, I'm going to go GG Jackson, Gregory Jackson, because they might move John Collins. So he's a John Collins replacement. They drafted Cam Whitmore again. I go best available if I'm Utah. So I'm going to go Keontae George at 16 out of Baylor. The Lakers on the clock. Um, I'm going to go, I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to go Derek Lively, the center out of, uh, Duke, Miami. God, they could really just use another type scoring guy that possibly could end up being a good scorer. Give me Derek Whitehead to Miami at 18. Golden State. Bryce Sensible, I think he just makes a ton of sense. He can shoot it. He would fit them well. Houston, they've already picked a men. Thompson, I'm going Maxwell Lewis out of Pepperdine to Houston at 20. Back-to-back picks here for uh, for Brooklyn. They're going to go Kobe uh, Bufkin out of uh, Michigan. And then they're going to go Jet Howard out of Michigan. So Michigan teammates stay together. Uh, Portland back up. Uh, they went Brandon Miller. I'm going Noah Clowney this time out of Alabama to Portland. I'm going to go for Sacramento at 24. Give me Leonard Miller out of Canada. Um, 6'10", Ford. Memphis. Give me Ryan Report out of France at 25 here to Memphis. Indiana took a sure Thompson. This time they're going to go with... Hmm, might try to slide some guys in that I think could really go in. Where's he at? Julian Strother out of Gonzaga. Charlotte at 27. Took Scoot. I'm going to go with uh, Chris Murray, Keegan Murray's brother out of Iowa. Utah again. Took Cam Whitmore and Keontae George. Um, I'm going to have them take point guard Amari Bailey. Out of UCLA. At 29, Indiana, they took a Shure and Julian Strother. 
They could gamble on center for sure. Give me James Najee out of Nigeria to Indiana. And then up here, the uh, Clippers. Give me Traquavion Smith. Ah, they got Bones. They're kind of the same player. Give me Keontae Johnson out of Kansas State here at 30. So there we go. Again, Wembanyama one to the Spurs. Um, Scoot Henderson to Charlotte. Brandon Miller to Portland. Amen Thompson to Houston. Taylor Hendricks to Detroit. Nick Smith to Orlando at 6. At 7, Ashura Thompson to Indiana. Kaysen Wallace at 8 to Washington. Cam Whitmore at 9 to Utah. Grady Dick at 10 to Dallas. Jarese Walker at 11 to Orlando. So they get Nick Smith and Jarese Walker. Anthony Black at 12 to OKC. Jalen Hood-Shafino at 13 to Toronto. Jordan Hawkins at 14 to New Orleans. Gregory Jackson Jr., uh, the second. Uh, power forward at South Carolina to Atlanta at 15. At 16, Keontae George to Utah. Derek Lively to the Lakers at 17. Derek Whitehead to the Miami Heat at 18. Bryce Sensabaugh to the Warriors at 19. Maxwell Lewis to the Rockets at 20. Uh, Kobe Bufkin and Jet Howard, Michigan teammates, both go to Brooklyn back-to-back. -back. Noah Clowney to Portland at 23. Leonard Miller to Sacramento at 24. Ryan Report 20, at 25 to Memphis. Julian Strother at 26 to, Indi to Indiana. Chris Murray at 27 to Charlotte. Amari Bailey at 28 to Utah. James Najee, the center out of Nigeria, 29 to Indiana. And Keontae George, Keontae George, Keontae Johnson, the wing out of Kansas State to the Clippers at 30. So there we go. That'll conclude pod. Like I said, next week we'll, we'll start diving into those offseason discussions in the NBA. And we'll have some NBA finals to talk about as well. Thank you guys for listening, though. Peace.